Welcome to the old 77. We are a safe place in an unsafe world. I'm Scott. Alongside is Matt. Hello. And we have in studio special guest, Dave. Hello. What's Thanks up, for Dave? having me. Dave yes. Jordan, welcome back. Hey. Nice to be here. So can we officially use your last name too, Is Dave Jordan? Cool? Yeah, I don't care. Isn't it up on the uh, no. podcast? Form? I figure if you hear it, once, you, just Dave, so. once you're here the second time, you know, like it's official. Now, okay, right? well, cool, man. All right. Returning champion. Returning you champ Dave to the show. <laughs> so we were talking last week, we were talking about uh, reincarnation in our last segment. We were talking about D, uh, what was it, D? DMT. DMT. Yeah. Uh, and... We didn't really have enough time for it, so we brought Dave back. This week, we're going to talk about more of that and more of, uh, well, we're just going to we're gonna do what we do here at the Old 77. We're just going to wander around aimlessly and fall off topic, hopelessly. Free association. Yes. So, we were talking about DHT today. DMT. There you there go. There we go. See, that's why we got you here, Dave. <laughs> Area 56. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Lazar. Alan Lazar. Hey man, that's Alan. all me right there. <laughs> it's okay, man. You guys aren't. When supposed I listened to be back to the last episode, I was like, I cannot <sighs> believe I got that wrong. So I was editing that, and the whole time I was like, Should we do this? But yeah, I did. Do it. But let's I did correct it. myself at the end I think, of the podcast. I think, yeah, yeah, you I did. Think, I think we all saved because we brought it back, and I was like, It's Bob Lazar. Yeah, it's not Alan. Yeah, you did. <laughs> this is not Alan Thick. Okay, yeah, you cleared it up, man. But thinking, it was thick, that's for sure. I yeah. Bob Lazar, but I was thinking Alan Thick at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I get those two confused all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but... It happens. It, sure. All the time, yeah. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, we were talking reincarnation last, uh, last week, and we were also talking about uh, tying that in with alien abduction and psychedelics. And I know that's what we're going to talk about primarily today. Right, right. Yeah, so, so lead us in, brother. So one of the things that I that we just didn't have time to go into last week, I don't think, is no, we didn't. is um, psychedelics, uh, specifically a drug called DMT, which is short for dimethyltryptamine. Um, these things all are tied together. And if you do some research on it, you will find that the feelings and... Uh, the things that people report that are, are going through this abduction phenomenon yeah. are oftentimes very, very similar to trip reports from people that take DMT. So there is a theory, and it's definitely a theory that makes sense, that these people that are experiencing these abduction scenarios, um, their brain is releasing DMT. DMT is an, is an endogenous... Um, is that a naturally occurring hormone it, it, in the human brain? So do you guys know about the pineal gland? I do. In the top of your... It's right yeah. in the center of your brain. It's the only part of your brain that doesn't have two separate sides. Right, there's, there's just one, right? Two hemispheres, mm -hmm. yeah. So, D, or so um, the pineal, pineal gland is this little... It's, it's about the size of... Or it looks like a pine cone, which is why they call it the pineal gland. It looks like a tiny pine cone, and it's very, very small. Interesting. So the pineal gland uh, secretes this this substance, DMT. It, yeah. It secretes it um, when a person is dying, uh, in the process of dying. It is believed to be secreted during the process of birth, not only in the child, but also in the mother. Okay, I've heard of that, actually. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. That's, they attribute that to, like, out-of-body experiences, right? Yeah, so uh, you guys have heard of... Like um, near-death experiences, too. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. This has happened with... They're all related. They see to, the white light, yep. or they see their see themselves over the yeah, body. Right. Right. And, and here's the interesting up. thing. Our science has really just started to figure out about DMT being secreted in the brain, but ancient people have known this for a long time. Mm. The Hindus called referred to the pineal gland as the third eye. Yeah, the, yeah. The Egyptians referred to it as the eye of Horus. Mm -hmm. um, Rene Descartes, who was a uh, philosopher, said that the pineal gland was the seat of the soul. So clearly... There, this knowledge has has been. It's like the subconscious uh, hind, hindsight, if you want to call it that. I don't know. 
Yeah, it, something. It, it's it's along those lines. Yeah, it's very very um, it's very very interesting when you research it because you realize that even though, or, or just because we have kind of just discovered what this part of our brain does, ancient people knew about it. But they've they've known a lot more than what we know now. Yes, there's a yes. lot that we've forgotten. So I wanted to just give you guys a quick example of the overlap with the DMT experience and the alien abduction experience. Um, so this is out of a book called DMT, The Spirit Molecule, by a guy named Rick Strassman, who did a ton of research on this stuff. <clears throat> so he says, there are surprising and remarkable consistencies among volunteers' reports of contact with non-material beings. Sound and vibration build until the scene almost explosively shifts to an alien realm. Volunteers find themselves on a bed or in a landing bay, research environment, or high-technology room. The highly intelligent beings of this other world are interested in the subject, seemingly ready for his or her arrival, and wasting no time in getting to work. There might be one particular being clearly in charge, directing the others. So last week, I mentioned the little gray aliens that people, the, the, most, the ones that are most often reported. Sure. But then the other one, uh, the, the second most common reported, are these insectoid beings that look like giant praying mantises. The mantis men. So... This is, a, this is another short little excerpt um, from somebody's experience with DMT. <clears throat> they say, there is a sinister backdrop, an alien type, insectoid. Hmm. Not quite pleasant side of this, isn't there? It's not a, quote, we're not going to get you, motherfucker. Or no, sorry, it's not a, quote, <laughs> we're going to get you, motherfucker. It's more like being possessed. During this experience, there is sense of something, someone else, they're taking control it's like you have to defend yourself against them, whoever they are, but they certainly are there. I'm aware of them, and they're aware of me. It's like they have an agenda. It's like walking into a different neighborhood. You're really not quite sure what the culture is. It's got such a distinct flavor, the reptilian being or beings that are present. Hmm. So. Hmm. Pretty damn similar. That is similar. Yes. That's creepy, yes. man. <clears throat> but here's where I think that theory breaks down. <clears throat> if it's something that purely takes place in this imaginary realm mm -hmm. why is there physical evidence sometimes why do people find implants um so that's the part of it that is the mystery and john mack the researcher from harvard yeah he kind of came to the conclusion that these beings live in another dimension right which is not that crazy science believes that there are many dimensions right yeah um but that they are somehow able to cross dimension, to cross over into our realm. It's like you're transcending the laws. Yes, it's it's technology, yeah. and that's what I think DMT is. It's it's a technology that bypasses our brain. It's it allows. It, I think DMT allows us to see everything all at once. And we wouldn't we wouldn't survive if we were like that all the time. We wouldn't be able to, you know hunt for food and go to work yeah. right it's like the part of the brain that we don't use yeah but it's being like it's but, being but um, it's there turned on yeah by and, this drug. yeah and certain types of drugs but also deep meditation um mm -hmm. the same brain waves that we see in people that are on dmt the only other people that we see those same types of brain waves waves in are deep meditators hmm. people that have hmm. been meditating for many 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 years and also they see those same types of brain waves um, with people that are remembering abduction experiences during regressive hypnosis. So the, there's the three times that we see these types of brain waves. That's pretty cool. So that's why I think it, all of these things are connected. All of them are connected. Yeah. So, so where the hell do you find DMT at? Well, you're, yeah, that's, you're, that's, that's, I was, your brain secretes it naturally, mm -hmm. but. Um, it artificial. It has to. No, be I'm talking about like, like is, is it on the black market or something? Yes, yes. And I, I've, I don't have any DMT experiences <laughs> to share, sadly. But I have, you know, I've, I've researched it. Do I need to shut the cameras off real quick? <laughs> no, no. This is, this is family friendly. <laughs> but it, apparently, it's pretty easy to make in your kitchen. Oh, oh that's oh. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is that the one where you like? Uh, how do you make it? Two ounces of sugar. Is this that I can't three tell ounces you. of flour? Is that yeah. the Morning Glory one? No, that's different. Okay, that's different. Morning Morning Glory. Unfortunately, contains... I've tried that one, and yeah. I, I just I tripped my balls off yeah. on that thing. 
So that's LSA, which is yes. lysergic acid amide, which yes. is a very close chemical cousin to LSD. Yeah, it's like a molecule off from yep. LSD. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's the other interesting thing about DMT. It's extremely short-acting. If you think of mushroom trips or LSD trips, we're talking hours and hours. You know, they say LSD trips last about 12 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. DMT... 15 minutes. So it's like a quick... Are you kidding? It's just no. that short. Yes. Huh. Now, this guy, Rick Strassman, that wrote this book that I just read the excerpt out of, yeah, yeah. he, in his research, was actually giving his patients DMT intravenously. Oh, wow. So he could make the experience last as long as he wanted to. Jesus. And now there are people, scientists, that have built, I think, built this device that will allow them to talk to people and get information from people that are in, that are living in this DMT realm for hours and hours on end. So the the most incredible thing about this to me is something like 80 or 90% of the people um, that have this experience report that there are other entities with them. And like that they're not alone. Right. And they describe the experience as being much, much more real than real life. How about that? They are convinced that these beings are real. Um, and one of the things that these beings will say to people when they first break through into this realm is, we're so happy you're here. We're so happy you found the technology to get here. Now we can communicate. So That's weird. I know I know this sounds crazy, and I'm not saying that I you know, believe in all of this, but damn, it sure is interesting to talk about. That, that is an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, a, mm-hmm. like a, an old... Uh, an old cartoon or something I've seen at some point where you have like a third sense or a, mm-hmm. a fourth sense, you know, of what else is out there. Yeah, and that's what I think DMT does is I think it temporarily breaks down those walls. Like that opens are, you up? Yes. Yeah. I, I think there's that, a thing out there and it's just a conspiracy. That, that there's no legs to it at all. But the story was where like uh, high up Nazis back in the day would mm. take DMT, trip their ass off, talk to these beings from another dimension, and then these these beings would give them like secrets to um, um, uh, like technology, technology and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Which is also what Nikola Tesla so believed was happening. That's what Tesla believed. Minus you know? the DMT. So yeah. the Nazis then would have like, I've, honestly the Nazis really did move up in, tech, in, the, in the technology world Absolutely in such a did. short span of time. Yeah. Right, man. And we know that the United States was also interested in, in these types of but technologies. But Hitler was actively like searching for occult items, though. Like, he was looking for the Spear of Destiny. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. 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 Really? You didn't know that one? No, no he He was that. actively looking for this stuff. So you familiar with the Spear of Destiny? So the Spear of Destiny is the Roman soldier's spear that killed Jesus. It struck his side and it contained his blood. Well, then later it was adorned and it had broken and it was given to the church and they remade it and they marched with it at the lead of every battle that, that really? the Romans went into and they won every wow, battle. That's okay. So it became a thing that that was they couldn't they couldn't lose. Well, then it, it got when Rome got sacked by the Vandals mm-hmm. and all of that went down with, with the Saxons and all of that. They lost it all. It uh-huh. got it got sacked, and it's yeah. and it was they've lost. been looked. It's still lost. It's uh-huh. you yeah. know one of those lost artifacts from the church. That's ca- it. Kind of goes back to like where I feel like that story is kind of like um, where they got the idea for Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Oh yeah, possibly is I when mean, like they were looking for the uh, Holy Grail. Right. You know what? Those that guys. You were, those guys were real though. Right. Those those guys like Indiana Jones. Those were real guys back in the There's day. There's a lot of parallels with, with yeah. With, it's with, crazy. I mean, yeah. it wasn't that you know churched up, but, right? Or Hollywooded up or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of guys like that. Yep. Tomb Raiders and things. Mm-hmm. But going back to like DMT, which. You know, and what I said with the Nazis, you know, countries that are trying to stay ahead of the, you know, that are trying to stay ahead of anyone else, they're trying everything. Yes. Like these psychedelic drugs. Yeah. That maybe they can get some kind of idea of what can we do new or. Right. Well, speaking of psychedelics, didn't you, the, the U.S. government tried to kickstart their remote viewing program with LSD and yeah. all of that. <clears throat> yeah, those those types of things all were those involved. Guys, yeah, all those yeah. guys were given that stuff. And I'm sure you guys know about the CIA giving 
LSD to unwitting test subjects. Yeah, how about yeah. that? Um, they they thought it it would be useful as a, some type of um, mind control drug or mm. as like a truth serum. And that ended up not being the case, so they say. Wasn't that in a major, like, city? Um, well, they they did this in, in many different places and times. Yeah. Um, I know they were involved in the in the big acid test that Timoth- Timothy Leary was, yeah, yeah. was yeah. involved in. The yeah. CIA was in on all of that. They were extremely interested. Well, yeah. why wouldn't they be? I mean, data's yeah. data, right? Exactly. Absolutely. And again, the implications from, from the data are... Incredible. And if somebody else does it, you just kind of throw some, you know, some coin their way. Yeah. They can take the fall. Right. Yeah, you know? Yeah, Sirhan, hey, Sirhan. Right. We weren't involved in this at all. Mm-hmm. There has to be a branch in our government where they just, this is all they do is test DMT and they have people just on this shit. Dude, I don't think that's a crazy trying idea. To find, I, you, trying to you know, discover maybe at one time stuff, I new I ideas. And, yeah, I don't think they're there anymore, though. You don't think so? No, I don't think. I think they're way past that. They were doing that in the '60s. Yeah. Imagine what they've they've done from there to now. Right. I mean, you know, they potentially have mapped out. Well, we have. We've mapped out the human genome now, yep. so mm-hmm. they know how to move around a lot more. Yeah. Don't think for a second that they're the, not interested. Honestly, in if we're things. talking conspiracies about stuff like that, the thing that frightens me the most is one day we will come up with a programmable DNA. It'll just be a flat DNA that anyone can go out and buy and they can, whatever, put little traces of whoever they want into mm-hmm. it because it's programmable. Yeah. So if you've got programmable DNA, I can go out and I can just... This is, of course, totally hypothetical. Right. But I could go out and completely just slaughter an entire house full of people. There's Jesus. blood. Forensic DNA is everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. I throw a grenade out there with some, I don't know, programmable DNA, and that thing explodes, and all of a sudden now you have 130 different people's DNA in the room on top of whoever was in the room and me. Yeah. Mm. So now you've completely made all of the forensic DNA in that room go away. That's it's terrifying. I mean, the, impl- terrifying. the implications of stuff like that alone frighten the hell out of me for the future. I don't think that... And I don't think that's... The manipulation that, is scary. And I don't think yeah. that right there is that far off. Yeah. No. And in fact, I mean, we might already be there. We're, yeah. Dude, we're cloning fucking animals right now. Oh, dude, we've been doing that. We've been doing that since we were kids. Yeah, man. They, they cloned Dolly in the 90s. That I, sheep. I guarantee oh, yeah. you they've yeah. cloned humans, too. Oh. Guarantee We've you. already done it. They've done it in China. That dude, uh, there was some doctor that just came out and he said that he had done it he used CRISPR because now we yep. have we have a DAW for editing people now yeah. a digital workstation do you know what CRISPR is I have no idea what CRISPR is. is a way to go in and edit genes oh. I can splice in different things you come to me with your genetic profile I can take it I can look at it and say well you have markers for cancer and this and you have markers for Alzheimer's mm-hmm. right CRISPR allows me to go into your DNA and I can remove those markers. Right. I can edit you. So your kid could be the very best of you. It could right. be just like Jesus. Gattaca. Yeah, and that technology... And that's not that far off. No, that technology is here. You can go to reproductive specialists mm-hmm. yes. and tell them I want my kid oh, to have can do that, yes. blue eyes. You, I you, want my kid to be this You tall. can screen them for certain family, like, things. Yeah. Yep. You know? Whether it's mental illness or That's kind of like uh, when Sarah went early when she found out she was pregnant. We wanted to get the test done early to see if there was any chance of Down syndrome right. or not. Right, because you guys were older. But you can find out the sex, everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic, actually. That. Yeah. But with the fantastic comes the scary as yeah, well. Right. Double-edged sword, for sure. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the abuse of power is always there. Yep. You know. And we're people. We're going to do that. Yep. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Could you imagine if, like, this was around back in, like, the 30s and 40s when, Nazi, when the Nazis were ahead of power? Oh, yeah. Like, they would have definitely used I this I think shit. they were trying to use this. Yeah. They were yeah. doing it the natural way. You right. know, they were yeah. breeding and right. and all that. But, yeah, oh, my God, yeah. But there's still flaws when you're just breeding like that. But I hate to say this, but I think that technology is built on all of the information that they gathered from the Holocaust. Is that right? I, it almost has to be, Crazy. man. Yeah. It, it, all of our advancements today have had to come from that. Had to have, because they did some sick and horrendous things. Yeah. People. 
to people. Testing on people yeah. every well, day, dude. Yeah. There was the, the Nazi dude who particularly liked little twins, mm. and he would, you know, take the twin kids, and he would, you know totally mess up the one and feed it all these poisons and things and then see if it would affect the other one and then dude i'm a father of twins i can't uh, right man i mean your boys would have been prime because they're you know they're fairly identical and yeah i mean they were trying to do all that stuff Mm. and come on you can't tell me that when we won the war and came in there we just didn't go you know what let's burn that data absolutely we're not nazis we We took took every fucking bit of it and we hired nazis you damn right hey you guys don't want to go to jail or anything hey you see that guy over there warner von braun yeah Go behind him. Let's come over here. Let's start NASA. Yeah. Hey, dude, do you want to go to prison or do you right. want to like? You want to go suck NASA. Bubba's dick or do you want to go to the moon? Yeah. Come on, man. And then like five years. What was it like? Fifteen years later, we're we're on the on moon. The moon yeah. yeah. It was an. I, I almost said five years. <laughs> that was an explosion. Maybe they could have. You know, if the Nazis had kept going, I think they would have been. Mm. I really do. I mean, if if we were sitting here today speaking German, we probably would be in space, to be honest with you. I don't think necessarily we'd, we'd be speaking German. I think it'd be kind of like, you know, Germany would be like a motherland, and then we would just kind of be like a a region of German territory. I yeah. think we would have already revolted by now, had we been. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, we're we, America. We, I mean, we're... Kind of assholes over here. We revolted against the British, right? Would, That's what we do. Definitely done it with Germany, right? Absolutely. And I don't mean to talk about you know, and I don't mean to get into this at all with the events of today because you guys clearly aren't here to listen about the events of today. You're here to you're here to get away from right. all of that. But I feel like we're kind of in that transition period now where we're going to really jump up and kind of do something now. I hope so. I hope so too, man. Because something needs to change. Yeah. But anyway, so we were talking about. All that stuff, LSD, tripping your balls off, mm-hmm. having a great time, getting invaded by aliens. Uh, I don't know, maybe if you're down for that, I it's don't know. It's been a hell of a couple episodes. Right, it's, yeah. Some of it freaked me out, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That's good. Yeah. We want that. So we're going to take a break, get freaked out some more, and we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the old 77. It's a safe place in an unsafe world. Um, Matt, Scott's over there, and we have Dave Jordan in the house. Um, talking about psychedelics right now, uh, we just got done talking about um, DMT. Now, Dave, give me some um, other, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Applications. Applications yeah. for psychedelics. Yeah, so, you know, like most people, my introduction to psychedelics was when I was a kid. At the Moon Tower. And it was was a party thing, you know, man. It was a party thing. And um, when I I got older and I kind of revisited that topic and started really researching it, I realized that there's so much more to this topic than just going to a party. And, or, you know, these mm-hmm. these weird, these experiences that we have where maybe we're taking it without any real intention. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to share a story with you guys. This is a this is a, a guy named Paul Stamets. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the foremost expert in the world on mushrooms and not just the psychedelic kind. So when he was, I don't know, 17, 18 years old, he had his first magic mushroom trip. And... To make a long story short, too late. He ended up <laughs> naked in the pool. <laughs> to make here's a long the kicker: Grandma was dead. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys, Captain stop Crunch. interrupting me. <laughs> Captain Crunch was talking to me from a cereal box. Can I? Can please I tell my story now? Jeez, <laughs> sorry, dude. Jeez. Okay, so to make a long story short, he this was his first ever magic mushroom trip, and he ended up climbing a tree to the very top of the tree. In the middle of a thunderstorm. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm going. That's that's where I'm going to lead into the rest okay, of cool. his story right. with his experience on the top of the tree. So this is when he was 16 years old. Um, give or take 16, right. 17, 18, cool. something like that. Yeah. So this is what happened when he got to the top of the tree. This counterbalance to the dark side, and then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I could die up here. And I said, well, I don't die, Stamets. What's, what are your issues? 
this, this, get something out of this experience. And I said, this stuttering habit is ridiculous. And I, I'm not stupid. And so I said to myself, stop stuttering now. Stop stuttering now. I said that dozens, hundreds of times, over and over and over. And fortunately, the storms went past and held on to the tree. And soaking wet, I came out of the tree and walked back to where I was living. And then the next day, I got up. I didn't see anybody. And I was walking along on, on this path and a sidewalk. And there's a lady that I really liked a lot. And uh, but she was always a super self-assured jocks and things like that. She was actually very kind and sweet, but I didn't want to stare at her in the eyes because I would stutter and it's humiliating for us. So the more humiliating us stutterers feel, the more we stutter. And so it's a really slippery slope. And so I would avoid eye contact. And so for the first time, she walked towards me. She said, good morning, Paul. How are you? She was always so nice to me. And I was terrified because I'd embarrass myself. And I looked at her straight in the eyes. And I said, I'm doing fine. How are you? And I stopped stuttering in one day. Whoa. And this speaks to now what has been medically proven is that we can reset the neurology of the human brain through neurogenesis. I believe that experience allowed me to map new neurological pathways that allows me to elocute in a way that I could not elocute before. Now, hmm. what do you think about that? I think that's totally right on, uh, right on, man. Yeah, there's something to that. It's a crazy story. There really is. There's something to that, that it resets your brain, makes you think differently. Yeah, and we know that. Yeah. We yeah. know that it does now. Um, it will repair, well, just what he said, yeah, it, will, it will repair damaged neurons, but it also will allow for the creation of new ones. Hmm. There's a really great kind of parable that somebody used to describe what it's like. If you have a, a, a hill in the winter, it's covered with snow and a bunch of people are, are uh, sledding down the hill. Mm-hmm. What's eventually going to end up happening is there's going to be big ridges that form and people are going to tend to go down certain pathways. Mm -hmm. So taking psychedelics is kind of like the equivalent of fresh snow. It allows for new thought processes. Sure, new foundation. Well, that's an interesting thought. And so that's why it seems to be so effective for people with addiction issues. PTSD. Yes, uh, soldiers Mm -hmm. coming back with PTSD and, you know, they're throwing crazy psychotropic drugs at them that don't really even work. Mm -hmm. And here's the beautiful thing about a treatment like psilocybin. This guy's stuttering was cured on one trip. Yeah, on one trip. That was it. That was it. So you're not chained to some pharmaceutical medication for the Mm -hmm. rest of your life, which is incredible. How often? But that's not how you make money, Dave. I know. And that's why it's not available to us. That's what's messed Mm -hmm. up. How often are veterans, guys who experience like just carnage in front of them, they come home, they're all messed up. Right. Um, how often are they prescribed medication? You know, I don't have the it's statistics. It's like a medication, that is. Oh, oh, well, never, because it's not an available yeah, this- treatment right now. It's not available treatment. This so- is something they would have to seek out and do on their own. Yes, but... That is going to change soon. So Johns Hopkins University has done mm-hmm. a ton of research mm-hmm. on psilocybin, also on MDMA, which is commonly known as ecstasy. Um, and they have designated both of those drugs as breakthrough treatments, mm-hmm. which basically means that the pre- preliminary results have been so good that they are putting it on the fast track for approval. So what we think is going to eventually happen is that going through some sort of depression or you have PTSD, now you'll be able to go to a clinic. You'll be with a licensed psychiatrist or psychologist. You'll take your psilocybin or your MDMA. Mm-hmm. And during your experience, you work through those issues with your psychologist. People, when, they, hmm. when they've done this in preliminary trials, people say that I gained more from this three or four hour experience than I did in 25 years of psychotherapy. See, I don't know about you, Scott, but if I'm going to take a psychedelic, if I'm going to eat some mushrooms, I don't want to talk to no psychiatrist. See, that's, I, I want to go and do my own thing. I, I see, I see what you're saying, but these are but, people but you that see, are, see, I also see where this all ties together because you want to go out and recreationally have a, have a good time with it. 
these people, and, and especially in that audio clip, like he even said it, he wanted to change. He had to change. Have to want. Right, yeah. If you don't yeah. want it, you. And I think that's that's a perfect I analogy with anything, really. You through it. Yeah. If you don't want definitely, it, it ain't gonna happen. Definitely helps. And people that are have probably tried, if not right. all other options in their death. Yeah. I mean, this is an option A yeah. or B. Yeah. And they, they, what what these soldiers are reporting is that because I get your logic with I don't want to take this drug. Right. And talk about I'm in a different stuff. mindset than right. you know a guy who experiences his but, friend's head blown off. Right. But like, here's here's what you're happens, in a though. normal mindset yeah. though right now. Right. For so for him to talk it through with his therapist. And then also be under the the influence the, the influence of that medication. But this is what they report. Would they, help him. they report that with these substances, they are able to kind of break away from their ego mm-hmm. and almost look at it from like a third person point of view. Mm-hmm. So what it does, what needs oh, to happen. It, it, yeah. it allows yeah. people yeah. to deal with their shit. Yeah. Um, in a way that's not going to create more trauma for them. It basically opens it opens you up. It opens tears, it tears yeah. all of your defenses it, down. It, this is yeah, why I think it's, lays you it's resetting. The yeah. snow is resetting yeah. in your brain. The snow, yeah. I, I like that. I like that's, that. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's a good little analogy. That is a great analogy. I wish I could, like I could remember yeah. who it was that, that said that. But, yeah, I mean, it's... Dude, it's incredible. And, and the shitty thing is that we this should be something that we should already have had in our society for years because these substances existed in the 60s oh, and yeah. then well, and then well, big they, farm big farms like well, a lunch of different culture it, though it, back it wasn't in the big 60s. pharma it was it was um there wasn't a big pharma in the 60s right it was just it was the the beginning of the drug war right and you had a revolution going on in the 60s all, all and of these it was hippies were taking acid and, and saying that you know ripping apart their draft cards and that right. was a threat yeah, that right was a threat. and the and they thought and they thought that psychedelics was the driving force behind that yeah so yeah. they shut it down which is just an absolute shame man yeah. because anybody ever seen reefer madness that's all i'm yeah. saying oh yeah yeah come on how ridiculous right. is that yeah man that was that was nixon um that started that um but yet the Navy's using hemp rope. Yeah, right. <laughs> and also that's the Navy. So I mean. cannabis is illegal, but yet the government owns patents right. on Dude, cannabis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we well. were allowed to, I mean, like, obviously, as we get further in uh, with the cannabis issue, it's definitely more legal now. It's not totally federally legal yet. So what is it here in but Missouri? I feel like, like using cannabis and all these other psychedelics, making them legal would lift us out of I mean we could how much money can we generate right for our economy oh with yeah all that and how many people would not have to go to jail or prison Ex- exactly for having you know stupid yeah but, stupid amounts of, of herb on them but of like, a naturally growing yeah. plant on this planet I worked in a prison for six years and Ugh. anybody Ugh. from that's anybody Ugh. that's deep into the cannabis uh, culture knows about a guy named Jeff Mazansky he was locked up for, I think, like 26 years mm. on nothing but a cannabis charge, no God. no violence, no nothing. And it wasn't a whole lot either, if I remember right. No. I, and yeah. I, I, got, I talked with Jeff often. And oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He, he worked right next door to the, to the factory that I worked in. And um, the, the cool thing is, is when he got released from prison, yeah. he was at a normal meeting at... Uh, some bar in Jeff City, and I got mm. to see him. Oh, once he was out. So you got to see him in the natural. Yes, that's man. awesome. And it man. was cool, man. We gave each other a big hug. That's and, cool. And uh, yeah, twenty-six years of your life. Yeah, so, uh, something of like that. Or, yeah, yeah. No, no violence. You it's know, messed up. Man. That's yeah. yeah. So just think, uh, think about God. how many people's lives have been ruined it's like, because there's some guys out there who like rape people. And they don't even get 26 years. No, they usually get much less. So what did that one white kid that Brock... Le- Brock, Brock Lesnar? Or no, no, I'm that, sorry. That's a wrestler. That's Brock that's Turner. A, Brock, Brock Turner. Turner. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's My exactly bad. who I was I going with. I said Alan Lazar. We're all even. We're all even now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that kid... He, he full-on raped that chick, and he got, what, like 90 days or something? He didn't I'll even just, get that. Yeah. I'll just say this, man. In the, in the period that I worked around inmates... I saw a lot of guys that I could tell were going to be fine when they got out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that never got out. But I saw a lot of guys that were in there for doing really, really bad things to kids. And 
they get out three or four years and they're back on the streets. Well, good behavior, you know. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Well, until we get off the subject there, psychedelics. Welcome to the old 77. But honestly, it all kind of psychedelics. Marijuana. It's all connected because these things. It's all connected. Yeah, yeah, and these things should all be should be legally available to people. Absolutely. Well, what's currently the the legal the legality of marijuana in Missouri? In Missouri, it's legal for medicinal use now. Yeah. Um, it's not legal for recreational use. So you can go to your doctor and you can get a recommendation. Um, you can cultivate. Now, yeah, that's if, that's right. You if, can, if you have the card, you can yeah, cultivate. Yeah, you pay you pay some extra money, and, and they'll allow you to cultivate. And I think dispensaries are start are, are, are about to start opening. I think they said well, that, summer. I think there's one up on the boulevard. There's that uh, they're working on. Yeah, that they're yeah here ready. in Jeff City. Sorry for yep. those of you listening. God knows where. Yeah, that's the story <laughs> I hear. So it's yeah. close. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, I mean, as far as like it being federally allowed, they that, have to, they have to lift it. Man, that's only a matter of time. I think so. They have to look. I think the federal government is doing a very wise thing, and they're just sitting back. They're letting the states do it because that's where that's where the heavy lifting needs to be done in the right. states. The states legalize it, and then when you get a majority of the states, then that's when you pass it. And yeah. You ratify it, and the same thing is happening with psilocybin. Um, Den- Denver decriminalized mm-hmm. psilocybin. I think Oregon either did or, or is about to. So I got a funny story. So uh, for, for those of you listening who don't know, all three of us work together. And I was <laughs> one night working and we were talking about this very issue. And Dave said that very thing right there that he's like, man, I'll tell you what, now that now that pot's legal, he's like, psilocybin's going to be legal, too. And he said it pretty loud, too. And we had this kid is uh, we, we call him the wolf. The wolf yells from across the floor, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I mean, it is so loud. <laughs> that shit is never going to be legal. Oh. Uh, just come in from nowhere. Here's I, the wolf. I'm pretty sure the wolf is a fan, too. <laughs> well, fanboy aside, yeah, just yeah. the, oh, man. But, oh. yeah, out of nowhere. But look, man, wolf. Yeah. Th- that's how we get these things um, into the mainstream is we stop the stigma. And people like me mm-hmm. talk to people like you about that, it. It's that's education. Right. That's all we need is education. Well, like we were talking earlier, you know, hanging out at the Moon Tower, man, smoking a jet, right. tripping but, you know, like, like, yeah. And it, it, the funny thing is that the whole stigma is wearing off because... You know, I think the boomer generation, it was like, oh, my God, marijuana. Right. Like half of them were like, I would say 70 percent of them were like, oh, my God, marijuana's bad. But, you know, when you're, you're right, like, you know, that, come on, man. Like, it's free you're love. Right. Absolutely. Right. When that generation passes away, it's going to be our generation. It's going to be a different and, world. Yeah. And when our kids are adults, I think. Oh, my God. It's going to be totally free. Um, yeah. They're going to be businesses just thriving from it. You know? And and less people going to mental institutions. Yes, and, absolutely. And prisons. We have yeah, to be I, smart I about that. using. Yeah, it's a tool. What's the most effective way to heal um, a mental person? Yeah, trauma. Yeah, trauma. Trauma. But all that aside, I mean, we're America, so how do we monetize it? And that's that's how it's going to come in. Yep, and that's why pharmaceutical companies are in no big hurry to to get these things out. Absolutely. It's only because. Of a relatively small amount of very passionate, brave people yeah. well, that we are seeing these studies begin to resume. That and also opioids, I think. I feel like yes. with, with lawsuits against the opioid like yeah. addiction against, you know, who was it? Was it Purdue Pharma? Yeah, they were the Oxycontin people. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that whole family yeah. pretty much, the whole bottom fell out for them. Dude, that's, I, a, that's a huge issue right now. But yeah, opioids. I've yeah. known 12 people that have gone that way i know man some some that i knew better than others but one of them was my best friend you guys remember that a little over a year ago man i'm so tired of burying people that i love Mm -hmm. right man it's and that's i think a big reason why i'm so passionate about about the psychedelic subject because man we need to we need to heal right now yeah people need to people need relief man people are hurting right now and they, I, they need an avenue. Yes. And I really, yeah. really honestly believe that this is our best shot at turning things around. So we've got to remove the stigma. Yeah. We've got to educate people. And, you know, huge changes. Is there a thriving, um, a thriving group out there 
to lead the way in the psychedelic? Yeah, there's a group called MAPS, which is uh, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Mm. Damn, he just whipped that right off the top of his head. Are they funded? They are funded mostly by donations Mm. from people, you know, regular people. And they are the ones that I believe have spearheaded most, if not all, of these uh, trials with psilocybin and, and MDMA. I wonder if they have any, like... Wealthy donate. Oh, donators. they definitely do. In fact, there was some, there was some guy that inherited like some some filthy rich dude that didn't give up his what his real name was, mm-hmm. but he called it the Pineapple Fund, hmm. and he donated millions of dollars wow. to them. The pine- Pineapple Express. Yeah, and I can't. I wish I could give you the story <laughs> on why it was called that. The only, <laughs> so the only thing I thought of was shoving a pineapple up Hitler's ass and little Nicky. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I know somebody that was in that movie. Really? Uh huh. Huh. We'll talk about it later. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Release the hate. Release the hate. So, so, do you guys remember the scene where, where he's on the basketball court and everybody's telling him, take the shot? Yeah, 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 yeah. My buddy is one of the dudes standing right behind Adam really? Sandler yeah, saying, take, take the, the shot. shot. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. My mother-in-law takes a medication. This is horrible, and I can't believe I'm telling this story. But my mother-in-law takes this... <laughs> her. My mother-in-law takes this medication. Sorry, Andrea. No, she... Yeah, anyway. We'll my mother-in-law out. takes this medication that dries her mouth out. And so she'll talk, and when she comes and visits, which is very rare, she'll come and pick this stuff, and she'll start talking like this. <laughs> and I have little Nikki saved on the DVR for oh, that reason, no. man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. She's got to be like, why do these fuckers watch little Nikki all yeah. the time? Yeah. They must love Adam Sandler. Did you ever ask her to say, release the hate? No, but Andrea walks around going, let the chicken slide down your throat hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how did we get here? Alright, on that note, let's take oh, a break yeah. and we'll be back with more maybe after this. Marty! You've gotta come back with me! Where? Back to the future! Welcome back to the old 77, a safe place in an unsafe world. And now let's talk about time travel. Because I just watched uh, Interstellar last night. Interstellar. And I saw the movie like three times. It's a long movie. It's three hours, Dave. And it's mind-blowing to think of, you know, there's this one part in the movie where once they go down to this planet and every hour that they're down there, Back at back at Earth, it's like ten years. Yeah, yeah. So your kids are just like growing up rapidly. rapidly. I mean, you're down there for two hours. It's what twenty years 20 for years. your kids. Yeah. 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 So, just to think about time, not 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 necessarily like traveling back in time, but with space and time. The whole continuum thing. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's mind-blowing. I mean, a year here could be a minute somewhere else, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Space and time are... Infinite very, and different. Yeah, yeah. They you, you can't have one without the other. Right. Because we were talking about this before we started the segment. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's if it, if it would be possible for us to build such a ship, you could build a spaceship that is so fast that you could take off... Go to the moon, swing back around, head back to Earth, and watch yourself yeah. taking off. Yeah. Which is just completely mind blowing. But that's that's the scientific truth. That isn't, well, I used to work with a guy insane. who was yes. a really big space guy, and he, he loved Star Trek. The the thought of you know the future of mankind, you know, it was such an upbeat mm-hmm. story for him that he loved it. But he always used to say that if you wish upon a star, you're wishing on a burning ball of gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or the whole star. You remember when you can name a star after yeah. someone? It was yeah. like, mm, nothing says I love you like a burning ball of gas. Yeah. You know, he always said that. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a scam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you look up in the night sky, man, you're seeing history. Well, and that's another thing, too. If we could see another planet, we wouldn't see them today. Right. We'd be seeing them however much distance it is to their planet. Yeah, however many million light so years. So think of whoever's watching us right now, if there's anyone watching us. They're probably watching dinosaurs. Yeah, that's exactly you know? right. That is exactly right. But we haven't been silent, you know, with all of our radio waves and everything going out into space. Well, do the radio waves, are those affected by time the way... 
I don't. I, I, I don't think they think would have so. to be. I don't think they are, though. I mean, I'm sure they would. I, I, I don't know the science behind the whole radio wave thing. I mean, I know how radios work, right. and I understand the whole radio wave like like models, but mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how the wave itself over time would that degrade right like would that signal go away after a while like or would it just keep pressing on out in space how fast does a radio signal move that i don't know either i'm guessing probably the speed of light because uh, it would most have of to that, almost be right yeah because yeah. i think most of the that type of stuff is but even at the speed of light man that's still so i mean for however many years matt and i have both been on the air that's out in space now for somewhere. Us. Yeah, somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Galaxy true. Quest, if you think of that, I mean, that, that the premise of that show, some other race was yeah. watching a TV show and they thought that was the real thing, you know? Right. God, what would they think of today? There's a Twilight Zone episode. And I Twilight? hope to God they're not watching Bama, Florida, Bama, Jersey, whatever, sure. Oh, I, oh my oh. God, they think we're a bunch of hoodlums. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, there's a there was an episode of... Um, um, Twilight Zone, <clears throat> the black and white. I'm talking about the old, the school. old, old Twilight one. Zone. Are you talking the one with William Shatner? No, before that. No, that's. Well, was he on Twilight he, Zone? He was. He was on one where he was flying on a plane. He was acting. He was an actor on one. So he was uh, a young guy. A young, young William Shatner. Yeah, oh yeah. Shatner. Oh, stallion. Yeah. Cool. Probably in that realm of time, this this episode came out, but this one really stuck with me because I'm such a space geek. Um, but the story was. Um, it was a military military uh, training. Uh, this guy um, volunteered. He was married. His wife was beautiful. Mm. She begged him not to go. Um, he said, "Honey, I have to do this. You know, this is like this is pioneering. You know." So it goes off, and um, he's out in space uh, for like I think his time was like thirty days or whatever it was. And this is before like we knew all about how long it takes. Oh, we to, had physics though, right? Right. We had Einstein. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a movie and all. Right. Yeah. But he comes back, and she's, like, old. Yeah. Like, super old. Everything's different. Yeah. And he's just, like, freaked out, dude. And the military, um, they're after him because they they need to study him and why he's still the, the same age. Right. It was an insane episode. Oh, some of them old Twilight Zones, man. Rod Serling, really. Yeah. yeah. He really brought it. And the thing I like about Twilight Zone... But it was Zone, like kind of a time travel right. thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. The thing you I know was that like... The physics of that is absolutely right. Yeah. Because if we were to go out... Yeah. And we were talking again before we started this segment that there's a story out there where there's like a war way out in the out in somewhere, out in the galaxy, and we send a bunch of people there, and they win it, and they come back, and it's like a, the quickest war ever, 30 days, they're mm-hmm. celebrating, having a great time, and when they get home, it's been like 400 years, and the world's completely different. Right. And now they're refugees from a war, they're, you know... War heroes that nobody knows about. Yeah. And so they got to reintegrate into society, you know. Yeah, so I but, think... Go ahead. But wouldn't things be like... If it's such like an achievement to win this war, this space war. Yeah. Wouldn't things be named after the people who were they could. part of it? I don't know. One would think. I don't know. Like, these guys are our it's, heroes. It's, our it's space been a hero. long time since I've read that space story. Force. It's one of those, like... <laughs> it's one of those, like, Isomov stories, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's real short, but really poignant and to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a great writer. Oh, that dude could churn out so mm. much stuff. Yeah. You ever read any Philip K. Dick? I haven't, but I've 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 seen a lot of dick. Yeah, yeah. me too. Every day. <laughs> well, he he and he Philip K. Dick is a guy that a lot of these space geeks and stuff yeah. like me really uh, really like his his stuff. So you should check him out. Yeah, I think I'll check him like out. Him. Yeah, very mentally, uh, mm. it's very. Uh, it's a it's a mind twister, kind of like those old Twilight Zones. Nice, are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those old Twilight. Not zones. like watching a slasher movie. It's like it's a mental type of. Yeah. Well, yeah, it well, makes I'm, you yeah. think a bit. Yeah. The slasher yeah. movie, you don't have to think. Some dude's gonna die. You're gonna see some tits. It's yeah. gonna be all right, you know. And I'm just I'm not a big fan of those kinds of movies. I, I understand their appeal. Yeah. I've grown oh. past them now. I feel. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but in Interstellar, the way they the way they got to the to the planet where. You know, if they go onto this planet, mm-hmm. they they lose you know ten years back on Earth, whatever. Um, it was a wormhole. It, it was a high. It was like a basically a highway, a high speedway for for like spacecraft. Yeah. 
So wormholes, I think, are, are supposed to like bend time. Yeah, right? they're bending the time it takes to get to this planet. Yeah, which was a prospect to live at. Yeah. Well, I can't remember, but I think it's 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 probable that wormholes exist, but the probability I don't know if there's a probability about like stability of them. Right. But they they are probable to pop up. Yeah. Naturally in the wild, if you will. Interesting. Interesting. That's you know that's. How, I mean, they are theorized. That's how you know? they think, you know, the, 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 the UFO alien people. That's Well, we have two different types of black holes that we can identify now. Mm. Matter goes into a black hole. Right. Mm-hmm. Matter comes out of a, a, you know, like a white hole, if uh-huh. you will. Like, like a white black hole. Is it the, like a, a white dwarf, if you will. Is it the end of the black hole? See, that, that's just it. Where does matter go in a black hole? Yeah, that's the big mystery. And it, it, have you ever heard about like how matter is digested into a black hole? The whole spaghettification no. process? Yeah. That's messed up. It's, t- tell them. So, as, so imagine, so if we were here today, there's mm-hmm. a video out on, on YouTube. I can't, I, I, I don't have it right now in front of me. But there's a video out there that... It's basically like what happened if all of a sudden our sun exploded and turned into a black hole. Like how long would it take for us to just be gone? Mm-hmm. And like it would be like a week that it would take for us to get sucked in. Really? And it shows like all of our people going down into like like we've got all our, our high important people in all these, you know, mm-hmm. secure locations. Well, that doesn't really matter it doesn't to a matter black anymore. hole. Yeah. So they're all all the like it takes like three days for everything on the surface to get sucked out. You know, the, the last holdouts who are underground, it takes them, you know, they, they really get the worst of it. Because when you get to a certain point in, the, in right? the event horizon, when yeah. you get past the event horizon of a black hole, uh-huh. time stops for you. Yeah, It keeps going for everyone else, but it stops for you. And that's where you're pulled apart molecule by molecule, oh. and you stretch, and you're basically pulled into very thin strips of spaghetti yeah. until you just disappear through this black hole and the crazy Whoa. thing is that even light gets like yeah even a black light hole. can't can't escape from a black hole ah. my mind is blown so where where <laughs> does where does that matter go right you know have you seen have you guys seen That's the insane. picture that they released i don't know maybe about a year ago the first ever picture yes. of a black yeah hole. yeah where we actually photographed one wow. yeah and yeah. you can see i mean you can, obviously you can see the big black hole uh-huh. but then you can see light around it, yeah which i'm assuming is getting sucked well there's a there's another picture that they just released i think it was uh, uh, regardless, but it was somebody released one, maybe NASA, mm-hmm. where it's a galaxy that we are viewing that is in the middle of it. There's a black hole, and these galaxies are coming together and being devoured by this black hole. Scary. Yeah. Wow. Man, hell of a way to go. I wonder if it was no fast. I, I don't know. I don't. So think they so. said about a week it would take. That, that's that's what this this uh, video I watched theorized. It would take about a week to completely. So so uh, the black hole would have to move past you know Mars mm. and it, you know all it would just take everyone out. So it would take about a week so, to get past Mercury and Venus to get here, yeah. and then it pulls us apart. I think it was like Cheyenne Mountain is like one of the few remaining at the very end, and we had like presidential people like in Cheyenne Mountain in this video, and it didn't matter. They were no, the last no, no. people on Earth, and they just got, you know, pulled through a strainer, basically. Man. Yeah. That's wicked. That would suck. But, ah, <laughs> day for ah, the win. There you go. Dad joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, if, say, okay, so, say, like, let's set this whole, like, set theater of the mind up right now. <clears throat> this shit happens. Do we, lo- do we lose our gravitational pull? Do we, lo- do, do we lose gravity on Earth? I think eventually you would have to. You mean if a black hole came? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we would eventually well, get how, how sucked is, up into How it. is gravity made? I mean, gravity is made by us winging around, right, around the, the sun. In yeah. mass. In mass. Or actually density, right? I think the more dense an object is, the more of a gravitational pull. Well, the has. more hold it has on you. Yeah. Yeah. And a black hole is like the most extreme example. And the more of that. mass you have, well, oh god, I hate, I can't even think, I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this. You guys have seen that Ryan Reynolds uh, Green Lantern movie, right? It's been a bit. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in it, they talk about this. The way to get rid of a great big dude is find a giant mass. Mm. You know, they've got more gravitational hold. Yeah. You don't. Oh, God, I can't believe I just did that. Well, okay. <laughs> Movie's good for something, I yeah, guess. Hell yeah. That was about it, because I don't remember anything. It's great from that flick. So how do you guys think the world's going to end? Mm, we, got a lot of, we got a lot of 
Uh, mm. Plausible choices yeah. right now. Do you go with uh, biblical choice? Right, that's an old favorite. The old, the old, uh, definitely an old favorite. Yeah, yeah. Do you go with uh, that we morph into something else? Right, invasion. Invasion. We yeah, talked yeah, about that. We talked about that invasion. before. Alien yeah. invasion. Yeah. Do we get invaded? How about we just blow ourselves up? That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, we're going to. We, I think, mankind as a as a human. As humankind, like, we are just now getting to where we're getting out of our infancy. Yeah. Like, we're not doing stuff because we're just doing it. Yeah. Now we actually know that if we do this, it causes this. Hmm. I feel like just now, as a whole, we're just now getting into our teenage years. Once we calm down and realize that we can do things without killing each other, that's right. when we become an adult. But let's... But, man, but let's, if we... It's just getting there. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to get there. I really don't. Yeah, I hate to be pessimistic about I, it. I do. But I think that's probably the most likely scenario. I think we're going to take care of ourselves. Yeah. It's funny you guys say that, because uh, NASA is keeping tabs on five asteroids oh. heading toward Earth over the next few days. One the size of a football stadium. Oh, great. Damn. That's comforting. Um, according to the agency hey, Asteroid Watch. Hey, we haven't had watch, football in a while. Yeah. <laughs> according to the agency's Asteroid Watch, the largest of the five currently being tracked is... 1,100 feet wide. Damn, that's a big asteroid. Mm. Roughly the size of a stadium. Um, it is expected to it is expected to uh, close to, close to Earth uh, June sixth. Oh shit! Yeah, that's but tomorrow. Tomorrow okay. is it tomorrow? That's so nice we're recording, you guys. Yeah, so we're recording June fifth. Yeah, yeah. Nice it's only going to be uh, 3.16 million miles away. So, which well, in, in would, astronomical terms is pretty close. Would we see that in the atmosphere? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Because I don't think an asteroid is like the same thing as a comet. Like, I don't know. Is there a tail behind an, a an asteroid? I, I don't know. It yeah. says here uh, three are the size of an airplane and the fourth is the size of a house. Well, an asteroid is an astral body, right? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, a comet is an astral body. An asteroid is just like debris. Smaller pieces yeah. are coming off. Right? Of that's correct. Yeah, okay. I believe that's correct. I think that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the answer to our question is, the, is then... It's a hell of a lot harder to spot an asteroid than it is to spot a comet. Yeah. Do you think that that could happen? I mean, it's it's obviously it's, it's happened before. I think that other than us blowing ourselves up, that's like one threat. That's one of the most yeah. possible scenarios, and this this could be a topic for a whole nother podcast. Oh Absolutely. man, we've got so many topics. Yeah, there's just, this guy, just talking. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's this guy named Graham Hancock. I actually think I read a little bit out of yeah. his book last week, mm -hmm. um, but he uh, he did a ton of research and basi basically came to the conclusion that about eleven thousand eight hundred years ago, an asteroid struck earth and nearly wiped out humanity which is what which is why the great flood yeah story I, i'm because familiar i'm familiar it, with that theory yeah mm -hmm. you know you think if an asteroid hits the earth all of that water is gonna go you well know? We, we, yeah. it's not even a theory anymore they've they've that's what I was going to say. They, they've they've proven it. Yes, mm. they the core samples. They used to call. They used to really kind of make fun of him for having mm -hmm. this theory, but they've had to eat their words. And now there's scientific paper after scientific yeah. paper that's saying yes, this did happen. Wow. And so that would explain how entire continents could flood overnight. Or yeah, how we could lose an entire continent. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. See, we could that there's another there's another topic yeah. right there. Yeah. We could roll that into a mythology section. Yeah. Woo, I'll tear that up. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Antarctica, a lot of people. <laughs> lot oh of yeah, people yeah. Say there's weird shit under the ground in Antarctica. Yeah. <sighs> I, I can't remember which of you two dudes. I know it was one of you guys. We were talking about this while we were still at work. So it's been been a while. God, forever ago. But we were talking about the uh, pyramid in Antarctica that they found. Yes, I think that was yeah. you and me. Okay. Yeah. And that was us. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if that's, that's an absolute 100% right. story. Yeah. But... There is theories that there's pyramids in Antarctica. Well, and... And, and there's also... Well, there, there's proof that there's been a rainforest there, too, at one time. Yeah, wow. it's, at a certain period in time, it was, you know, yeah. I guess closer to well, what would have been the equator Honestly, at that you know, time. if you right. had... Pangea, I mean, yeah. the, all of us put together in one big continent. Yep. If, you, if you had an asteroid that hit Earth and wiped out everything, 
It changes. I mean, it would probably change the access of the Earth as oh, far as oh, I'm like. I'm sure it did. Like what's what's um, North Pole? What's South Pole? Right. Oh it, shit! It totally though. knocks a, off the whole. A few years ago, I was here in in Jeff City. A few years ago, we had an earthquake. It was pretty severe somewhere, mm-hmm. and it that Fukushima. It was in Japan. That earthquake knocked us off our. It knocked the tilt of the Earth really? off of our axis just right. a little bit. Yeah, and our our. Um, That's nuts. That yeah. yeah. To think that an earthquake like that could yeah could do that. Well, another somewhat so-called crazy theory that a lot of these conspiracy theorists have is that there's going to be a pole shift. Oh yeah, and mm. that it's a going reversal. to screw up all of our electronics and everything. Oh. But now, like, I'm reading actual scientific papers that are saying, yes, our pole is shifting, and it's shifting much faster than it mm-hmm. ever has before since we've been here. And we know that those things have happened. So if it shifts, then what, what happens? But the pole shifts. Like- it always is continuously shifting. It's though. always yeah. moving, yeah. But I think the I think what would be bad is if we had like with a like if you hold two magnets together. So like, you're talking pole reversal. Yeah, like if that would flip. all of a sudden if north oh, yeah. becomes south. Yeah, and I'm that pretty would f- that, up everything. I'm pretty sure that that they believe that that's happened that's many happening. times in our oh, history. Yeah. Wow. And so with with the uh, with the movement of the pole now, that's that's the fear is that we're headed towards another one of those pole shifts. Hey everybody, welcome to Doomsday uh, Podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a fun topic to yeah, talk about. It is. I mean, it's very know. interesting stuff. Hopefully, none yeah. of this shit happens, and we'll both live to be, you know, like nine or all three live to be ninety years old and happy. Yeah, I was gonna say, f- you guys, where am I at in this? No, sorry. No. Yeah, yeah. No. So we'll, you know, we'll both f- this guy over here. He's gonna, he's, he's gonna die in the pole reversal. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go. I mean, I'm going to go probably with we're going to blow ourselves up. Yeah, that, that's what I think so, too. I hate to say. Yeah. I'd like to be more optimistic, but I don't think, doesn't give I don't think everyone will die. I just think there'll be a lot of people die. There'll be a lot of death. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's I mean, what it's going to drag happened. out. That's what they think happened with that asteroid strike. It didn't. Obviously, it didn't wipe all the humans right. out. But it wiped us down to a very small amount, and then we had to restart civilization. Mm-hmm. And if that happened today, same shit would happen. We would lose right. all of our technology. I mean, dude, if you look back, the bubonic plague fucking killed like 256 million people in yeah. Europe. It wiped out 40% of the population. It took. And had they just taken it took a bath? 200 years and for them to get back to where the population is supposed to be. Bleed and tick their dogs, everything would have been yeah. fine. Rat ticks. Crazy. You know? Yeah. We're lucky that this hasn't happened again in our lifetime. Well, we have a thing for the it will. plague now. It's a, it actually does exist, though. It, it will. Um, oh, you mean we have a vaccine for it? Yeah, but yeah. We, and actually, uh, I, I looked it up. The, the strain this whole of pandemic plague. thing. Yeah. And there's like a thousand people that die from the bubonic plague a year. People that just don't get vaccinated. A thousand people who die from it. Lucky you. Yeah, like, but it's usually like third world countries. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, thing that's the conditions that started it. And right. now we have right. now we have American kids getting measles because their parents won't vaccinate their. That children. bugs the yeah, absolute shit out of me. Stupid. I'm sorry, man. It's a conspiracy theory that's pushed by people that aren't fans of America. You know that's fine and everything that you don't want to vaccinate your kids, but I think it's bullshit that my kid can't bring a peanut butter sandwich to school. You know. Yeah. I think that's shitty. Yeah. But I respect it. Yeah. Right. But I think it's bullshit that you send your kid to school without being vaccinated. Right. Yeah. And he gets all the other kids. Sick. Like measles yeah. is such a fucking like like when's 19th the last century time, thing. When's yeah. the last time you boys seen an iron lung or polio? Yeah. Or anyone with polio. Right. I've known a couple people in my life. They're all gone now. Yeah. Nobody. I've not met anyone new who has polio. That'll yeah. happen one day. We will have a new case of polio because yeah. somebody refuses yeah. to f***ing vaccinate their like f***ing stupid ass Jenny McCarthy. You know, it's She's good like, for her. That's what you want to do. But yeah. when your kids get sick as shit, they got nobody to well, look her, at her other than you. kids are probably homeschooled. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. I mean, come on. I get a little too fired up about vaccines. I, I well, think it's bullshit. It's, it's one of those things that it affects all of us. Right. Yeah. And we either all have to do it or it's not going to work. Right. I understand the conspiracy theory behind them. Yeah, but I do too. Still, come do on, too. man. But it's been widely it's disproved. Right. So at this point, it's all in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest conspiracy of all, mm-hmm. right up top, dude. Mm-hmm. Up until a couple of years ago, I never got the flu shot. Oh but man, I've, I've gotten the flu shot every. But year. as soon as Sloan came, flu shot. 
just because you wanted to be careful with your kid, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So in 09, when my boy was born, whooping cough was really bad. Mm. And my mom and her boyfriend mm, yeah. and all them, they, they wanted to hold him. And we were like, we, we can't right now, you know. It sucks. So my mom went out and got vaccinated, you know. She's like, I'm holding the baby. I'm yeah. going to get vaccinated. Great. Absolutely. I have no problem with that, you know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. A number of people that we know went and got vaccinated. Yeah. Thank you. If you want to be around Sloan. Right. These are the sacrifices that you're going to have to make. Absolutely, man. You've no, got to. I, I totally get that. You're responsible for the health yep. of that child. And that's another topic I think all three of us should talk about is our kids sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like growing up, difficulties. Yeah, it's man. not the same for you as it is for me or for Dave. Because we've all got kind of different ages. You have older kids. Yeah. I have older kids. I, D- Dave's a young guy with young kids. Matt's an older guy with young I'm an kids. Old dad. You waited a while before you had your. I waited. I traveled a lot for my job, and yeah, yeah, I moved around a lot when I was younger. You're radio guy, man. You were always on the go. But I I was never ready. I never, for one, financially, I was never ready. You'll never be ready. Yeah, I agree. I feel like now I am. Like I had the house. I got married. Had Sloan. Like I feel like I'm nested. See, right. all great stuff for You're the next yeah, for the next episode. Oh. Yeah, there we go. So, if you want to be a part of the old seventy-seven, give us a call on the listener line. Tell us if we're great, if we suck, if you have a topic. Maybe you would like to be on the show. Call us at 573-246-0779. That's 573-246-0779. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at the Old 77 Podcast on Twitter. Guys, do you have any final thoughts? I just want to thank uh, whoever's listening to us out there. Thank you. I know the world's a really shitty place right now, yeah. and we're trying to provide yeah. some kind of escape. Yeah, thanks we, for having me, guys. Yeah, it's thanks, been a Dave. a lot of fun. We have had a good time here. Dave, yeah. you're always welcome back. Yeah, man, open invite. I told Scott, <laughs> you better be careful with that, because I might take you up on that offer. Dave's here every time. That's fine, man. Yeah. That's fine. That's man. fine. Maybe I'll, just, maybe I'll just sneak in every now but and again. Dave's going to keep a pallet back in the corner. You know, he's yeah. As long as your availability <laughs> is, is, you know. He's the guy, man. He's the guy yeah, on the couch. My yeah. wife makes me sleep on a pallet in the living he, room. He's anyway. the guy on the couch from Half Baked. I don't know where the f*** he showed up from, but there he is. Or like uh, Brad Pitt in True Romance. <laughs> We need some, like I said, we need some, uh, we need some lava, lighting we need some time. lava lamps in here, Scott. We got to get some bright, bright lights and yeah. all that. Well, we'll church the basement up and we'll see you guys next week. Yes, see sir. ya. That was the old 77. It's a safe place in an unsafe world.